GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with Music and the Truth Until Dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every weeknight at midnight eastern and we talk about guns for an hour yeah well so we're going to talk about guns so if anybody wants a link let me know uh if you got a topic bring it up usually on thursdays we talk about travel training one of those kind of topics we have a thing going at the bottom of the screen every time somebody hashtags this is what'll happen so trying something new here today and that'll get us a bunch of hashtags So sitting here watching robots in the background. Yeah, he's monitoring robots for us. Sitting here getting dog pettings. Been sick. Sick of what? Sick with some kind of disease. That's sorry to hear that. Not feeling uh, 100% here, but just mainly for my own issues. Roy's out there. Good evening. So we're talking travel and training. Uh, what I'm going to end up doing is going over to, oh, there we go. So uh, that bacon bit will initiate a, this is a piece of salmon. I don't know if he's a big, hold on a second. I don't know if he's a big fan of salmon, but this is a little kernel of salmon a bit, a little bit, a bit of salmon. I think he ate it. So got another hashtag going. Thank you. Use that to trigger another real-life situation where a piece of salmon gets put into that hole of that dog. And then after a while, comes out the other end of that dog. Science. All right, so got that going on today. There's a lot of other shows out there that have little dog co-hosts. And they don't do the hashtag triggers a piece of food in real life. But uh, we're willing to do that just for the, for the hashtags and the views. Oh, look at this. I forgot there's this little bucket over here. And I even have the lid to this little bucket over here. I totally forgot. What am I gonna do with this bucket and this lid? Oh, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. See, I had too much food earlier and I stuck it in this napkin and it's getting all gross. And he doesn't, he can smell it because of his nose. Oh, he won't eat any. Wait, you want this? She ate it. All right, she ate it. You can do hashtag mellow. It's not going to give you anything. It'll give her something. She's not food driven though. She could care less. Half the time you throw something at her, then she'll just let it sit there. And then later on, this dog will eat it because he eats everything. All right, so now it's inside of the Tupperware, and now he doesn't even know. He forgot about it by now. He doesn't even know it exists anymore because of it's inside of Tupperware. All right, so we'll just set this. 
next to him and because he doesn't have any thumbs he won't be able to do nothing about it he just sit there and be deal with it i guess so uh right on so we're talking about travel so since nobody human isn't the same thing about travel we're not going to be stopped by that we're not going to be restricted to human interaction anymore this isn't the olden days you uh humans don't want to participate in the show then uh, what we're going to do is head over to uh, robot internet and get some uh, get a show built out of the robot internet. Oh shit! What did I do? Hope they don't get mad that I clicked on that link the wrong way. All right, so we're gonna flip it over to four today because that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little bit of GPT four. So let's get some GPT four action up in here. Can't wait for those new add-ons. Who's waiting for those new add-ons? Oh, man. Hashtag initiate salmon bits going into there. So uh, if he could say something, he would probably ask you to hashtag. You don't have to. You don't have to hashtag. It's okay. Uh, so uh, Woods has some kind of situation where if you give one of the dogs food, the other one will give you the stink eye. That's the, uh, what are you doing, Tax? Like, what are you doing over there? I got some of that action. I always get some of that action. That's how this dog feels. The other dog gets something. He gets a little of that action. The other dog is happy to have most of her action piled onto this little guy who likes it. So it works out pretty good for them too. All right, so I'm gonna type into the robot internet um, list uh, outside the box tactical training ideas include um, descriptions and bullet points. I like to say bullet points when I do this because it, it uh, teaches the robot internets the uh, about guns. If anybody wants a link, let me know. I can send links out in Instagram. I can send links out in whatever that guild it is. I can send links out in other places if necessary. So I said to the robot internet, list outside the box tactical training ideas, including descriptions and bullet points. Urban parkour training. Utilize urban environments for agility. Strength and problem solving. Encourage quick decision making and ability. No, yeah, adaptability. Build teamwork by navigating obstacles together. Alan Anchor, you want to become a, a urban parkour team? Uh, me and Alan Anchor are planning on, we didn't want to talk about this, but since the robot internet did bring it up, we have been thinking about doing an urban parkour training regimen. Uh, it's going to be difficult at first, but everything's difficult at first. But by the time you're done, you'll be leaping and, and spanning gaps that you never thought you could. It's going to be pretty good. Uh, it's really expensive. It's really expensive to get in on. But the payoff, it's not monetary, but in your flexibility and your decision making, 
take it from this dog. He paid for a, a couple of years worth of this parkour. He's been in the parkour for over five years now. Look at him. All right, parkour, huh? All right, urban parkour. Give us some feedback on if you think the uh, urban parkour is an effective uh, first option for outside the box tactical training idea. Next one, mixed terrain, capture the flag. All right, now we're talking. Uh, let me stop for a minute. We're talking about a live situation here, right? We go live every week night. We got this thing down at the bottom of the screen. It says our Patreons make their projects like these possible. Those are people that subscribe to our projects. Uh, there's all kinds of awesome reasons to be a Patreon. So thanks for subscribing to our websites, to our uh, podcast, and to the uh, social platforms. If you type in hashtag bacon bit, not only do you win a chance to win a patch or get a chance to win a patch, but every time somebody hashtags, here's what happens. This opens up. This goes in here. A piece of salmon comes out and goes into there. So if you want to have, be part of an interactive making this dog chubby, he's down. He's in on it. He says that he would be, oh, see, that's what happens. Another hashtag. A lot of other chats. I've been told by highly paid people that I shouldn't even have dogs on my podcast. There you go. Thanks for the hashtag. And you're in on a free patch. You might be interested in a patch. Got some robots running back here in the background and monitoring. It's his job to monitor it. He'll run in there and change the colors whenever it comes back. All right, so mixed terrain, capture the flag. Let's see what this one's all about. Play capture the flag in diverse environments like forests, urban settings, or beaches. Hmm. Enhance situational awareness and strategic thinking. Improve communication and coordination between team members. How many people have played Capture the Flag before? I've been playing Capture the Flag since I was a youngin. And some of the most, I can't even remember now that I'm having flashbacks, to so some of the most epic Capture the Flag events that we would have. We had this massive, massive, massive field in Wisconsin. And we, were, we would camp here for like a week. And uh, all these different troops, so this was summer camp, all these different troops would show up and we didn't really know them. They were just from all over the place. And we would all go to this one summer camp and there was this place and uh, there was this giant field and they would lay two big ass fires on both ends of it. And you could go, I forget how far into the woods. And then you had the whole field and then they would build, oh, I can't remember anymore, but there was some kind of shit in the field. So to be stuff to hide around and stuff and that was pretty epic now that i'm thinking about it and there'd be multiple troops on each team uh and then and was there more than one i think we even tried more than one sometimes but that was pretty epic and uh you had a little bit of strategy there you had a little bit of strength and agility for sure and then you had a lot of uh just hauling ass a lot of hauling ass uh yelling and screaming and stuff yeah so capture a flag i agree that could be a very good one you know there's all this like uh tactical games and stuff they should have like a tactical capture of the flag thing going uh so next up is escape room challenge oh look who gave up nobody's hashtagging 
He's given up all hope for getting any more salmon treats. He's literally sad next to his pack thing of salmon treats, knowing that nobody out there wants to hashtag and he's not going to get any more of them salmon treats. It's messed up. Mella likes eating the salmon treats because it makes her feel like a wolf. But uh, this little guy, what does he care about salmon treats? He just knows he's not getting any because there's nobody else hashtagging. I'm not saying you got a hashtag. I'm just saying whenever you hashtag, this little dog gets a treat. But whatever. So uh, escape room challenge. Customized escape room experiences with tactical scenarios. Um, we're just saying, or Ozzy's saying, capture the flag with paintball guns. I mean, essentially, that's most of the, well, I shouldn't say most of, a lot of the paintball games I hear about are capture the flag. That's true. We're just saying play capture the flag on a private golf course often. Lots of running from cops. Um, I don't know what you mean. Like you're ripping off the flags from the golf course and got in trouble? Or I don't know. Uh, I have played capture the flag on golf courses, though. I've done a bunch of stuff on golf courses. When I was a kid, they would let the golf courses open to do stuff like, you know, playing Frisbee on them or doing other junk. Mainly because they're right in the middle of everything. Uh, let's see. So escape room challenge. I don't know who else done an escape room. Seems lame. feel like I could get out of an escape room easy. Uh, customize escape room experiences with tactical scenarios. Develop critical thinking and problems solving skills under pressure. Improve teamwork and time management abilities. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm just saying I've watched like most of the Scooby-Doo's. So I can't imagine it's hard to get out of an escape room. Then you got VRAR, tactical scenarios. Use virtual or augmented reality technology for immersive training experiences. Yeah, right, whatever. Expose teams to a variety of real world tactical situations. That just sounds stupid. It's just like putting a bunch of words together. So I'm going on to the next one. Tactical art class. Come on. Develop creativity and observation skills through artistic expression. Uh, teach camouflage techniques using various art mediums. Encourage innovative thinking and adaptability. I don't know if I like that or if I don't like that. I'm either offended or I'm impressed. Next one is tactical flash mob. Sounds already like it's trying to incite something. Is there, are we seeing the robots trying to make us do stuff? Uh, tactical flash mob. It literally says that. Uh, let's see. So Sam is saying realistic tactical shoot house scenarios. Great team building, so I've heard. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm back and forth on shoot houses, and I haven't heard any modern discussion on it, but I've heard some very interesting things both ways about shoot houses. One, that they're just a bunch of craziness and then the other one is that they're super effective right and i can see the arguments on both but uh the ones that say they're not effective have more to do with how how immersive you can get into it and like uh, what your goals are with it so like for a swat team and that kind of thing can be really good and then it's also just like uh teaching somebody the, the basics of a very elaborate thing the other way. 
So maybe like paintballs type of stuff and like generalization stuff for sure. But uh, when you get to the building a team of people are going to work together, doing shoot house stuff, I imagine can be very similar. Uh, giving people a unique experience that they share, right? So very, uh, I don't know. I'm not getting very many hashtags here, so I guess I'll accept a second hashtag. But uh, anyway, I think that uh, I could see where that could be good. I'll give one to Mello. I don't think she wants it, though. Giving this one to Mello, you can't have it. This one was sanctioned for Mello, and I think. She's sitting next to her. She didn't even, she moved her ear a little bit this time, but she didn't do nothing. She stretched a little bit, but she didn't stretch enough to get up or anything. So it's just laying over there next to her. Now there's food laying in my house. Um, so tactical flash mob. Organize a large scale surprise event for the team. Enhance situational awareness, adaptability and improvisation. Improve communication and teamwork in a high-stress situation. That's interesting. I've often thought about, like, what would happen if in the middle of a show like this, somebody were to do, I don't know, something like this. Now, sure, that gave me time to go get some coffee made, but it also could have just as easily been an indicator of something happened. The warning sirens are going off. Now it's time to get out of Dodge, bug out, whatever it is. Maybe it's uh, the train derailed in going through your town. Maybe it's a, uh, a convoy of trucks that were... Uh, rerouted through your town because of a derailed train got uh spilled maybe it's them barges right like what who knows what kind of thing could have happened that makes you need to bug out well what if that happened right now are you ready to go is is everything loaded up does people around know you know what the procedures might be so i could see where this tactical flash mob thing uh, could be useful, like a way to kind of say, this is a test, but are you able to motivate right now? Are you able to get active and get out, get going with everything you need right now? And, uh, you know, it's a pretty interesting concept. How many people actually put that to the test or do it? Uh, so surprise my gun-toting friends, family. Wait, so surprise my gun-toting friends and family. Sounds a terrible idea. You mean the ta tactical flash mob thing? I'm assuming that's what you mean. Yeah, like that part would be kind of weird. But the idea of like, hey, let's all act as if, you know, we're doing a test here, but let's all react as if we needed to meet up 
you know, at the Hutton Lodge or, you know, that one place where we met on the way from uh, Vegas last year. Uh, let's see. So the next one is wilderness survival training. This one's a pretty good one. I guess I could be putting these in here as a thing to do. So here's the thing. I'm going to take a break here. We're 20 minutes in. If you want a link, let me know. You can get a link on the Instagram, on the uh, Gilded server, over on one of the other platforms that are out there as a channel member or over on Patreon. All of these different places you can get links on. Also, anybody that's hashtagging tonight, one of, look how many hashtags we could potentially be going through. Each one of these, each hashtag, one of these salmon treats, this is a salmon kibble made out of salmon fish, goes into this thing right here, the co-host. So if you want to feed the co-host live on the show, that's what we're prepared for right there. We're also monitoring robots back there. So uh, if you want to join in, feel free. We have an interactive show. And going on to the next thing, Wilderness Survival. Uh, let's see. Learning essential survival skills in a remote natural environment. Yeah, that's survival training. Develop resourcefulness and adaptability in unpredictable situations. Okay, I'm down with that. How many people have done survival training of some sort or another? In a little while but uh actually a couple of times when we would go hunting we would uh go hunting with less stuff essentially uh let's see and then uh enhance teamwork by relying on each other for survival sam is saying what about one of those courses uh, like or similar to the taran taran tactical range i don't know of what classes that dude has but if you mean like a shooting class i think there's a lot to be gained by taking a shooting class together with people you know for sure uh so one you're all going to go there together and you got the motivation and the uh comradeship of going together if you do go together be aware that you don't want to just pay attention to your friends you want to be standing with backs together, but paying attention to the rest of the students there, because that's really the value in a class. A big chunk of the value of a class is the opportunity to meet others who are at the class as students. So go with friends and have that camaraderie, but be aware that you're all there to meet people. So there's that opportunity to meet even more people, right? So somebody who you are, might be interested in, if you didn't actually meet them, but your friend over here met them, now your friend can tell you, oh, yeah, my friend over here is really into Uzis, and this person over here is way into Uzis. So even though you didn't meet the person who's into Uzis, you got to end up meeting the person who's into Uzis. And now, right, the Uzis uh, go on, or the, the awareness of and appreciation for Uzis goes on. A lot of people don't know that when these dogs don't get enough hashtags, they start to puff like a puffer fish. They go like this, and all their extra skin comes out like a puffer fish. Uh, so you are oh, G23's hashtagging. Every hashtag tonight comes along with a free salmon kibble. Boop, right into there. He's a big fan of the hashtags. So uh, if you want a hashtag, piece of kit salmon kibble comes out of here, goes into there. That's an interactive show for you right there. A lot of other shows are afraid to do this kind of stuff. We will, right here. Even though YouTube has a policy against it, we're going to keep doing it. 
Uh, so as far as these classes, uh, Terrans, I don't know. But uh, if for training classes in general, heck yeah, definitely. Plus you keep people in business. Oh, I guess I was gonna say, then you all go to this class together. You all get to experience the different classmates, but then you all experience the class. So then after the class each night, depending on the class, how long it is, uh, you go to eat dinner together and do a debrief. Uh, you get together the weekend after, uh, do a debrief again and uh, shoot, you know, train, remember the drills, bring other people out and uh, teach them what you learned at the class. Uh, do that on a regular basis. Super, super great idea. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, so hold on. Again, we got a lot of a lot of craziness going on here. A lot of craziness. According to this, this would be reckless. Five pieces of kibble, which is almost like a handful of kibble for this dog. And if I were, oh, eh, oh, eh, eh, he ate them. Look at that. Now he's eating all five of those pieces. Their mellow's not eating any things. I'm going to throw two more at her. She also did not get up again. Did you hear him just hit the thing? She kind of reached over and ate the one that fell right up next to her face. But she just doesn't care about food that much. So DJ has one hashtag going in over there. That goes into the bacon bits face. And yeah, we got five of them in there. So uh, let's not go crazy. Let's distribute these things out so that people that are listening to the show can participate by cramming salmon into there. Hold on. Oh, we're also monitoring robots, and it's almost done back there. All right, so we got that robot back there doing stuff for us. And then we got the internet robots basically writing the show for us. So I told the internet robots, list outside the box tactical training ideas, including descriptions and bullet points. And that's essentially what we're going through right now. Uh, if you want a link, you can join us on Instagram. Uh, uh, I can send a link through Facebook memberships. I can send a link through Patreon. I could sing, send a link uh, through Twitter. I could also send the link on Instagram or uh, YouTube that way. All right, we're going through the list here. The last one, oh shit, people aren't gonna like this one. So wilderness survival training was the last one. The next one is a tactical cooking challenge. I heard that uh, the fake ass ripoff couldn't even handle being live today. Just saying, just saying. So tactical cooking challenge, prepare and cook meals under simulated field conditions. Who's ever thought about doing that? Who's ever actually done that? Maybe David Canterbury, like, right? That's the guy on the channel that might've done something like that. Teach resourcefulness and creativity with limited supplies. This dog only needs one supply, salmon kibble. Uh, encourage teamwork and communication for successful meal planning and execution. Tactical cooking challenge. We got another bacon bit. There's a lot of bacon bits coming from one place. He's pretty, uh, pretty in tune with where these bacon, where these uh, salmon treats are coming from. Let's see. You want this whole bucket of them or this one? You want this whole bucket of them or this one? He just wants the one. All right. So. Oh, look at this. Peanut butter treat, huh? 
I keep those way over there because otherwise he smells them all the time. It's from the dollar store. Not sponsored, but uh, if we had sponsors, this would be the uh, sponsored snack break. G23 is sponsoring this peanut butter snack break. Oh, he didn't even want it. He spit it right out. Turns out he doesn't want this peanut butter treat. Oh, yep. His mouth didn't work. That's all. All right. Well, getting back to work here. Let's put these aside. People are done hashtagging your food. All right. I wrap barrel or bacon around the barrel of rifle, then bulk fire until it's crispy. We, we, that's what's called Arizona bacon, Arizona cooking. Nice. See, we've got our viewers one way or another. They don't have to be human. You can set your animals in front of this show. We've got a puppy co-host. Can handle it. So tactical cooking challenge. Who would have thought of a tactical cooking challenge? Scale of one to 10, one being lame, 10 being genius. Where is the tactical cooking challenge in a list of one to 10 outside the box tactical training ideas? All right, this one, a lot of people aren't going to be able to handle. They're not going to be able to deal with it. And they're going to quit watching because of this one right here that I'm about to suggest. This comes straight from the robots. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I think I back it 100%. Tactical park cleanup. Engage in environmental stewardship and community service. Develop situational awareness and planning in a non-traditional setting. Enhance team cohesion and morale. I love it. So, uh, yeah, if you're a uh, you know tactical park cleanup, but you could fill in the blank there with uh, roadside cleanup, uh, tactical vacant lot type of shit. Uh, lots of places you could clean up and do it as a group. Get some shirts or something going, uh, some kind of a hat or whatnot. Uh, Alan Anker saying, did you know there's a group that goes out to clean up shooting areas and off-road spots in the desert. Yep, that's been going on essentially since the olden days. Uh, one of the first things we used to do back when we first started putting all the websites together uh, is uh, attempt to be an ambassador for, or like a liaison between the government and civic organizations that have interest in the public lands here in Arizona. So we share public lands with, uh, oh man, Think about it, people with vehicles. So vehicles like cars and trucks and those kind of four wheelers, regular cars can go out there if they want. But then you got your dune buggy type of things and they run around really fast. And then you got your, your motorcycles and they do different things. And then you got your other stuff that's going on on wheels out there. Then you got airplanes, there's people flying around out here, hang gliding and motorized and more. Right? There's other stuff that they do, parasailing and stuff. Uh, it's half the time you look up and there's somebody flying around. Uh, then you've got all of our shooting sports, and that could be shotgunning, hunting, marksmanship, shooting, like tactical training out in the desert, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, just out there filming videos or something. Uh, then you get uh, people into the critters. So besides hunting, you're going to find people that are photographing, Photography, animal photography, you're going to get uh, like bird watchers and all the other species identifiers out there. Uh, then you're going to get habitat 
people developing habitats out there, creating habitats, and you're going to get the farmers and the people that are paying pennies per acre to use our public lands as their feeding grounds. And then, uh, oh, I could keep going. Then you get uh, um, uh, people that are just going out to take pictures, not of critters, but just the land, artists and stuff. Then you get just hippies that go out there being weird. Then you get all the uh, people that are visiting from other countries. And then you get the government people that are just out there uh, trying to manage and run it all. So we get so many groups trying to fiddle with the public lands out here that, uh, you know, we definitely understand, well, layers of working together, I guess you could say. Yeah, a little sidetrack there. Um, yeah, so definitely a tactical cleanup. Uh, oh, and then I didn't even think about the people like that, like the uh, out or the the people that go camping and stuff. They go places where nobody else can go and go camping. Well, he's given up. Nobody's hashtagging anymore. Oh, barbecue. I mean, uh, no barbecue as an hashtagging, but uh, woods is. Uh, so, a forerunner group went out last week and drug two boats out that people dumped. I've heard that Arizona has more boats per capita than like any other state except Wisconsin or something. I mean, I technically own two boats. So uh, G23 says I clean up the area in the mountains that I shoot at because others dump stuff there. Well, this is ridiculous. Nobody is going to let them do this. I'm not counting this many. Here's the, here's the frustrating part about this. Look at how deep this dish is and look at how tiny his little nose is. He's not going to be able to reach in here and eat any, see? So even though he's got free reign because of his tiny little nose, he's not able to do anything. I could do a whole video where people can just look in and see this little tiny dog try to eat food. It's, it's, it's like a horrible torture for his little body. Little tiny nose can't get down there and even get any of them foods. Well, it's horrible for him. Horrible. Now they're almost all gone. So I hope you're happy. Now they're almost all gone. Um, there's like four left in there. Somehow he was able to use the force of suction or something to suck them all out of there. Probably didn't even chew on them. I didn't hear nothing getting chewed. So probably going to be sick now. Robot over here is done. We're 35 minutes in. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not 2A anymore. He was, I had a bunch of messages about uh, how to barbecue lettuce and Brussels sprouts and stuff. So I don't know if that was from him or what. But. All right. So after the tactical part cleanup, we have tactical language and culture immersion. I don't think people are ready for this one. This is, again, either this robot is cutting edge or this robot's eating the, the wacky USB drives. It's eating a, it ate a sour USB drive or something. Uh, participate in language and cultural immersion programs. Improve communication and negotiation skills in foreign, in foreign environments. Enhance cultural understanding and empathy for more effective missions abroad. That's freaking sweet, man. 
So uh, this is really, 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 really good. He doesn't care, but uh, that's a great idea. So back down here in Arizona, we've got the border patrol, you know, the international border with Mexico, uh, Internet, uh, the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Those are federal agents. And when they train, they go to learn Spanish. They have to learn Spanish as part of their uh, boot camp or whatever you call it. And back in the olden days, I don't think now anymore, but back in the day, they had to be fluent in Spanish in order to be on Border Patrol. So uh, uh, in order to become fluent in Spanish, one of their tools, one of their methods was to work with a couple of different coaches and instructors and some immersion training was the result, or at least from I'm familiar with. So uh, I took some Spanish first responder law enforcement type of stuff, you know, learning first responder and law enforcement type of words and, and conversational Spanish. But uh, for something like what Border Patrol would start with, but then uh, the instructor told us about, or I found out about, I'm trying to remember what I found out about anymore, but uh, I guess I found out about some Border Patrol people. But there's some really interesting uh, immersive classes you can take. And that's the way to learn, really, is just to go, you know, speak Spanish on Wednesdays type of thing. And how much different would the gun community be if most of us could fluently speak Spanish? And how much different will it be when most of us fluently speak Spanish? I think we're trending that way, not maybe as a gun community, but as a country. So, uh, you know, as we're able to communicate better and when you have multiple languages, you can you know, think in different ways and, and find other ways to get information across big big win big win i just posted a picture of midnight range why what's going on here And sum up with Midnight Range. So people that don't know, Midnight Range is the guy who came up with the bacon thing. This is his patch back in the day, the bacon pancakes thing. Well, him and Pottery. So back in the 2018 era of gun channels, uh, there was the bacon pancakes thing uh, from Pottery. And then at the same time, uh, Flapjacks or Pancake Man, or Midnight Range, was doing a show on Sundays. And then he stopped because of business or work or something. So if something up with that, or do we know, or are you just posting it randomly about him? All right, well, we're 39 minutes in. I'm actually stoked about these. So I'm going to go back and list these things for the people that showed up late. This is me asking the robot internet. List outside the box tactical training ideas. I said include descriptions and bullet points, and it did. Did a really good job. It came up with 10, and they are urban parkour training, mixed terrain capture the flag, escape room challenge, virtual reality tactical scenarios, tactical art class, tactical flash mob, wilderness survival training, tactical cooking challenge, tactical park cleanup, and tactical language and culture immersion. And now I'm gonna say 10 more because I'm curious to see what it'll say about the next more of them. 
So I'm digging the first one already. It's, it's typing pretty slow here, actually. Let me see if I can show it to you in the background. That's how fast it's typing. It's pretty slow. So this is chat four. I'm asking the new fanciest chat we have access to right now. Puppy doesn't care. Puppy could almost care less. I don't even think the puppy cares at all about AI. I really don't even think the puppy cares about AI, really. But whatever. Um, let's get back to it and find out what the AI is saying. Oh, man. All right. You're not going to like some of these. Some of these are going to piss you off. And some of them are going to blow your mind. Get ready for one or the other. Here we go. Ready, puppy? He don't care. He's the worst co-host. I have had a Canadian co-host, but I think this guy's even lazier. No, nope, he's awake. All right, so uh, first one, tactical scavenger hunt. Design a complex scavenger hunt with multiple stages and objectives. Enhance problem solving, navigation and communication skills. Build teamwork and strategic thinking. That one's sweet. I really, really like that one. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. I've had uh, some interesting ideas about that over the years, and I agree. Uh, it's a joke. This is this Midnight Range as a TV show star. Uh, okay. All right. The next one, tactical dance class. All right. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, tactical dance class. Learn various dance styles to improve physical coordination and body awareness. Enhance adaptability and quick decision making. Foster teamwork through synchronized movements and routines. I mean, technically, it's not a bad idea. I don't know if I'm doing it. Maybe we can fit it in next to the parkour classes. Tactical polka. Tactical Square. Uh, let's see. The next one. Oh, this one's awesome. I don't even want to bring this one up. Tactical First Aid Marathon. Very good idea. Participate in an extended first aid training event with simulated emergencies. Develop critical medical skills under pressure. Strengthen teamwork and communication during high-stress situations. I put a heck of a lot of effort into trying to create one of these oh, a number of years ago actually bringing back frustrating memories trying to get that together but i think that's a great idea uh next one is another great idea tactical geocaching adventure use gps to locate hidden caches in various terrains improve navigation map reading and strategic planning skills enhance team collaboration and communication that is something that's a layer that could be added to every single get together period that would be very cool national level organizations are letting us down because they aren't adding that level that layer to our national get-togethers uh the next one i don't know if you're gonna like this one or not you might you might get butt hurt by this one literally some of you some of you're gonna about to get butt hurt here's the tactical geocaching i'm just putting that one up then uh, the next one, I don't know what number it is because the robot quit numbering them, but it is tactical yoga and meditation. Incorporate mindfulness practices and yoga for stress management. Enhance mental focus and clarity under pressure. Build resilience and adaptability in high stress situations. 
this dog has taken relaxation to a whole nother level. So if you'd like to take tactical yoga classes and relaxation classes from my co-host, they're very expensive. But look at how fast he can fall asleep. That's using his tactical yoga techniques. So if you want to learn them, we'll teach them to you. There's a lot of snorting involved and also running around and sniffing the other dog on um, let's see. So the next one is also pretty awesome. And some of y'all are going to have a problem with it, probably. Let's see. Imagine a hunt and geocaching at NRAM or SHOT Show, maybe USCCA. Yeah, exactly. But you could do that in, well, I'm not going to give away my secrets, but you could take that to various levels of uh, participation and usefulness. I'm going to put him in this angle, and now you can see him even when he's laying here being super lazy. Why don't you leave my thumb drives alone, buddy? All right, so uh, the next one, tactical. Oh, I was going to put it in here. Tactical drone racing. Engage in drone racing to develop remote piloting skills. Improve hand-eye coordination and quick decision-making. Enhance team communication and coordination during races. Oh, he still has a couple of these left, but everyone is done. Quit hashtagging them. So he's might just put them here. You can use them as a pillow. Um, I think that's a great idea. I don't know how many people have incorporated a drone into their kit, but if you haven't, what did the you don't own this guy? You let somebody else own the aerial version of what's going on out there. So nobody else is going to get an opportunity. Alan Anchor has just hugged all the opportunities to give this dog any kind of, if he can get them. You can tell uh, in his natural habitat, he would be using this tongue to pull all the kibble out of whatever container he finds them in or roots around or knocks over and then spills. Are you happy? If you wanted to shape his face, you could just put some salmon chunks into some other shaped container and he would cram his face into it hard enough to reshape it eventually. I'm gonna put this lid back on here. That's enough. I don't know if that was a failed experiment or not. That'll work. Okay, here we go. All right, so uh, hopefully all the other dogs out there are watching the show. Like I say, we'll get our viewers somewhere. Doesn't have to be humans watching the show. So tactical drone racing, I really think that's a good idea. All right, this one, again, all the fat people are going to go, oh, I don't like this one. Tactical obstacle course creation. Design and construct a challenging obstacle course for other teams. Enhance problem solving, creativity, and collaboration. Develop empathy for teammates by understanding their challenges and limitations. What the hell, robot? This robot is so woke. So, uh, yeah, you can do that. 
about a tactical orienteering competition. I'm a big fan of land nav. You're not paying attention to lab nav. Does the other dog resent this little dude getting all of the camera time? No. If I could show you the other dog, she's over there sleeping. She's enjoying everything because I would always go over there and bug her. Now I don't bug her anymore. I just bother this dog all the time. So, uh, nope, they match pretty good together. In fact, uh, I should have filmed it earlier. I, I'm going to have to make you two play again. But uh, they were out there playing. The other dog is way bigger than him. So she'll do the, you know, pounce thing. And then he'll do whatever and be mean to her. And then she'll smack him. But she smacks him all gently like she would smack a puppy. So it's fun watching him play. Okay, so the next one, oh, the orientation. Participate in orient. Participate in orienteering events using maps and compasses. Improve navigation, map reading, and terrain analysis skills. Strengthen teamwork and communication during races. You also can get timing down and coordination and stuff. Pretty good stuff. Uh-oh, what's this one? Theater production. Oh, I forgot to click OK on that one. So the next one is tactical theater performance. Um, create and perform a tactical themed play or skit. I don't know. I guess Toby does this. Enhance communication, improvisation, and public speaking skills. Foster team bonding and creativity. I was trying to coordinate something like this once. Um, and nobody will ever do it. But think about something like a SHOT Show, where everybody's there for a week, right? They're there for a week, for crying out loud. And they've got all of Las Vegas to play on, and they don't even do anything where there's, like, some kind of movie being made throughout the week in Vegas together. Like, you would think that every single year there'd be an epic montage where, like, this channel and this channel and this channel and this channel all participate in it. And maybe one of them does the intros and one of them does the sound and one of them does something else, but they're all part of it. And every year they add to it. What the hell, why aren't they adding these levels to SHOT Show? Are they all just like too busy? Like, oh, I can't figure it out. It's definitely uh, something I think could be added. Oh, it's busy with her dog things. She, no, she has, she's just sleeping. She doesn't do anything except sleep. The only thing she does differently ever is she sleeps outside or inside but all mellow ever does this all right so the next one is a tactical charity event oh i forgot that i can i clicked on a button accidentally here and i remembered i could do something over here um tactical charity event organize and participate in a charity event related to military or law enforcement Enhance teamwork, planning, and coordination skills. Strengthen morale and public relations within the community. Man, I really like that enhanced teamwork, planning, and coordination. For whatever reason, I know they've said that before, but um, it made me think this time that uh, when we're doing these rallies and stuff, that's a big part of the uh, public gathering. A lot of power there. There's people who've never been to a rally or who want to shit on everything that other people participate in. But uh, there's a lot of power in being together at rallies and knowing that there's other folks out there and getting to share ideas and, and learn from each other and see, you know, just experience what everybody else is out there doing. Just a lot like a gun show 
course with a different focus. So, uh, you know, this idea of doing other things besides a rally or a gun show that bring people in our realms together, normalizes guns, gives people opportunities to uh, plan and coordinate. And that's, uh, that's worthy, definitely worthy. It's a pretty good list. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say 10 more because I'm, I'm stoked. I'm digging it. I want to see what else they give us or what else our robot friends give us. A tactical sports tournament, a tactical puzzle challenge. That's super cool. Kind of like what we do on the Wednesdays. Tactical music session. I've always been a fan of that. Why don't we have gun music, right? Why aren't there gun musicians? We had that one guy from Australia, and that was it once. And it was lame. So now how about not a parody? How about real gun musicians? I guess there are a couple. Something like Five Finger Smash Mouth or some shit. Um, but how about something that isn't like for lifting weights, right? For like driving fast and lifting weights. Is there anything that's just plain old gun music? Um, or how about some gun songs in the tip you know from the the people out there who are pro-gun that are music people now if that's out there and i'm not aware of it let me know and uh maybe we'll do something on that and that next one is a tactical gardening initiative that one's super cool and that's what i'm putting in here tactical gardening initiative i don't know who out there is listening to uh is it Black Guns and Gardens, I think? Uh, it's kind of a channel that's gun-related, but kind of focused more on the garden than anything else. Right? Right? So, uh, Tactical Gardening Initiative. Create and maintain a garden as a team with a focus on tactical plants and camouflage. That's weird. Develop patience, persistence, and attention to detail. Enhance teamwork and environmental awareness. Well, the computer is stupid. And it's good, but it's also an idiot. So, uh, uh, you know, having a community garden, again, this is brought to you by all the gun shops in town and all the patrons of the gun shops who are interested, come by and monitor this garden and all the reap, you know, the reapings of the garden or the product of the garden is either available for low cost for charity or for uh, donation to food banks or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Plus it would get real food puppies leaving it you'll get real food to uh to people who typically just get the uh kind of the industrial food wrong puppy i think somebody's full of uh salmon kibbles and wants to go uh not inside if you know what i mean oops so uh you want to sit down sit down sit down sit down all right. Link. All right. I'll send a link over. So uh, I don't know if anybody else wants a link, but uh, we can link through the instant grams. We can link through. If you turn off that monitor one more time, I'm looking at my robot through that monitor. I have to have a fight with my co-host over here. Get a whooping. I'm gonna give him a whooping. As soon as this thing's over, whooping. 
All right, where's my uh, link here? Oh, you know what happened? That's what happened. Dang it. I know I glitched something earlier, and what I glitched was I moved my every one of my. Dang it. Okay, I messed up. Oh, no, where did I put it? Okay, there it is. Good. I moved all of my uh, one links into another folder accidentally. So now I can find it. Uh, Tyson, who are these people? I'll do gun songs. What kind of people are these? I've never heard of them before. Are these rappers? Okay, I think that uh, somebody wants to do now what he should have done a while ago, but now he wants to do it right now. You can't do it right now, buddy. I'm still looking for the uh, Instagram thing. I guess I haven't texted you over there for a while. Holy moly. Did you get kicked off Instagram some way? Isn't it in my list over here? Oh, there it is. Oh, you changed your icon to the wrong flag. I see. Okay, wrap. Yeah. Well, like I say, if it isn't, if it's most of the time, that kind of stuff is for like young dudes or uh, people lifting weights or driving fast. And, uh, I guess, you know, if it's like slaughter, slaughter, kill, 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 machine guns, blah, 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 then then technically it's about guns. You know what I mean? Normalizing guns type of stuff. All right. So uh, let's see. We got the gardening initiative. Super good idea. And it's good for people to be self-sufficient instead of just being like, oh, I can be self-sufficient. I know how to do it. Yeah. Gardening isn't just like, oh, you know, just theoretically throw some seeds into dirt and you got gardens. No, it's actually constant effort all the time. And then you don't even know what it's like to spend all season getting something ready and having birds or spiders or I guess spiders don't do it, but birds or bugs or uh, bad dogs just go in there and uh, destroy everything in moments in a day. So uh, you got to be able to understand that and live with it and all that. And uh, so gardening isn't just something that you're going to figure out. Definitely a good idea to learn gardening. If you ever think you're ever going to need gardening, then uh, realistically, it's yesterday was the last year was the time to start gardening. The next one is a tactical zipline adventure. That's super weird, but you can actually probably get that all over the place. Another one is a tactical blindfold challenge. That one seems weird. I'm going to have to turn off the dog's camera because he's about to freak out and start acting like a baby. And it's going to turn into a wrestling match here. So turn this off. Uh, so a tactical blindfold challenge, complete various tasks and exercises while blindfolded, improve communication, trust, and reliance on other senses, enhance adaptability and problem solving under challenging conditions. Okay, that's something I haven't done, but I imagine it's something like a trust fall or some sort of a team building exercise um, can be very useful. Team building exercises can be very useful, so I could see where this might be interesting. 
the next, and you could probably do that online. You could probably do that where somebody isn't looking at their camera or something. Uh, let's see. So the next one is a tactical historical reenactment. Participate in historical reenactments of significant tactical events. What does that mean? Gain a deeper understanding of military history and strategy. Enhance teamwork and situational awareness in realistic scenarios. No idea what that means. So the next one is tactical underwater training. Doing things underwater. Okay. Next one. Tactical animal assisted training. Incorporate working animals such as dogs or horses into training exercises. Develop empathy, trust, and communication with non-human teammates like my co-host who's a puppy. Uh, thanks for jumping in. Ahoy. So uh, where'd you jump in? Because of one of the topics here? some other reasons um yes the tactical dancing oh okay what's up with the tactical dancing one <clears throat> i don't know i was oh, just interested okay. in, in tactical dancing well i don't know if it'll fit in we are going to be doing the tactical uh what's that thing called uh dang, i lost the first one the urban parkour now that you're in Arizona, we can actually get our dream of having an urban parkour training camp going. That'd be pretty cool. Essentially, we'll just take over city parks and, and like bus stations and things like that with a bunch of people. You have to wear a headband and wristbands and then essentially run all around. If you knock people over, that's on you. Would the headband and wristbands be matching, or does everyone have their own color like a Power Ranger? Oh, I see. You mean like everybody has to wear the same ones? We'll have them for yeah, sale. Like is it, we'll is have it very a uniform, ones or? for sale, but they can purchase, and they're encouraged to purchase multiple colors of them. So, within reason, within the within the items in our catalog, be creative. You know, be yourself within the items in our catalog. I want an orange one. I guess uh, DJ's taking off. Um, all right. So then any of these others seem like a, uh, are you going to engage any of these for the Allen Anchor uh, team? Um, let me see. Let me flip through them here. <clears throat> tactical obstacle course creation. I'm kind of doing that now with all the boxes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The boxes have pretty much made an obstacle like, course. Once. Quickly jump through here without touching any boxes and bring back like the whatever, the bunt cake mold. Yeah. Well, yeah, like where's that thing I need for this? Oh, let me go find it. And then you like weave through a tunnel of boxes basically like you're like a goat oh we could make like a tunnel <clears throat> of boxes and let the dogs run through oh yeah we could <laughs> that'd be cool um so that maybe uh tactical orienteering what the hell is that map and compass land nav oh, so oh, okay 
before there was GPS, if you wanted to get somewhere, then you'd have to, you know, figure out a way to get there. And if you had maps, you know, that could help you get the quickest way there. But if you didn't have maps, there were strategies and techniques and ways to travel across country. Um, I don't know, like just, you know, ideas like travel a ridge so that you're not wasting time you know, walking way up onto a cliff or something or having to walk around it, can't, you know, there's just, anyway, walking or doing uh, that plus in a forest preserve or something. It's sort of like a G have you ever done a uh, geocaching? Yes. So it's kind of like geocaching back in the day. Somebody put like a small poker chip or something somewhere and then have the, the map coordinates or the I guess the GPS coordinates, but the only way you could get them back in the old days was to start from a known place and go math, essentially. Like I'm going 200 yards this way at this bearing, you know, so that made a triangle here, which means I'm, you know, this far from here and that would be a triangle. And then you'd, you know, try to find these poker chips out in the middle of a forest reserve or something using a map and compass and how many paces you walked and stuff. So it was important back in the old days for, uh, I don't know, just uh, being able to, are you competent, I guess, walking around? Am I losing my internet or you just shut off your thing? No. I, oh, my, my, uh, I was doing a logo change. Oh, okay, okay. Sometimes my internet's bad. Usually not at night, though. Anyway, I thought those were pretty neat. I'm going to go through them again just for anybody that showed up late. Uh, I asked the robot internet, the uh, fancy new robot internet, list some outside the box tactical training ideas. And then uh, they came up with urban parkour training, mixed train capture the flag, escape room challenge, virtual reality tactical scenarios, tactical art class, tactical flash mob, wilderness survival training, tactical cooking challenge, tactical park cleanup, tactical language and cultural immersion, tactical scavenger hunt, tactical dance class, tactical first aid marathon, Tactical geocaching adventure, tactical yoga and meditation, tactical drone racing, tactical obstacle course creation, tactical orienteering competition, tactical theater performance, tactical charity event, and oh, and I got even 10 more. So we had quite a bit over in here. And uh, it sounds like if you had a tactical cruise, these would be all the things you could do on your tactical cruise, right? Choose I mean, from. some of these are pretty good ideas, <clears throat> but yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's definitely a, a low key tactical event. But also, did they just have a list of things and then they just put tactical in front of it? Because it seems like kind of a generic list. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like a list that you would use for, like, team building in general. And then, you know, you yeah. could say, like, make this all stuff for, like, veterinarians. And then you could say, like, veterinarian parkour training. <laughs> like, our veterinarian capture the flag, yeah. Veterinarian improv workshop. All right, so I'm going to type it. Well, let's see. Why don't we put in... Uh, list uh, amazing 
ideas uh, for well, I'm putting in most amazing ideas for what to see in Arizona. And we'll see what it says with that. So first it says Grand Canyon, then Sedona, something called Antelope Canyon. So I'm going to do this again. I thought Antelope Canyon was in Utah. Maybe yeah. it's just by Utah. Include location, cost, and bullet points. Yeah, I never heard of Antelope Canyon. Monument Valley is in Utah, I'm pretty sure. Horseshoe Bend, overlook of the Colorado River. I think that's in Utah. Isn't that in Moab, Horseshoe Bend? Saguaro National Park, that's down here. Lake Powell, that's kind of here. The Petrified Forest, I don't even go there. Tonto Natural Bridge. I don't know if that's here or not. Oh, where is the Petrified National Forest? We don't want to go there, but it's the Four Corners area. It's bad. Uh, luck. Yeah, you never want to touch Petrified Wood, FYI. Oh. So let's go see what the internet says about what is the deal with Pet. I just read regular old-fashioned internet. I typed in, what is the deal with petrified wood? Uh, should you touch it? Oh, I see nobody's even talking about it. Is it like a Navajo thing? Yeah, pretty much. You wouldn't want to ever touch it. It curses you. So some people like it. Dude, um, that makes so much sense now because when I was a kid, my grandma had this like petrified wood outside of her house and I was obsessed with it. That's probably why everything's a dumpster fire now. It was the wood. Okay, so the Curse of Petrified Forest Legends of America. According to this... Um, let's see. The first explorers, blah, 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 travelers in the past. Well, I don't know. I just know that ever since I've been little, I've been told not to fiddle with it. So anyway, so I wouldn't go there. I have no interest in that. Plus, it's in the middle of the Four Corners. Have you ever been to Four Corners? No, but that's on my list to go. But the problem is it's just so fucking far out there that yeah, you exactly. really just in the middle of nowhere and it's the only thing there. So you're going there just to go there pretty much. And it's sometimes if you're going past there, but I think most people just don't realize how big the world is and they go, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go there. And then they're like, Wow, that was like five hours to go there only. Oh yeah. Well, usually when I'm coming on road trips, right? If I'm going on the 40. I'm blowing past like everything to get as far as I can because it's like, you know, I've seen all this stuff over here, but because you'd have to go what north of Gallup, right? Like in that area. Four corners. 
yeah well it's literally that's got to be hours like from the 40 that's got to be hours it's two and a half or something hours from 40 yeah and then the only thing up and now it's all lame i heard back in the day you could just go there and be there it'd be cool you can do whatever you want kind of but now there's like a big place and everybody's there and there's hours i don't think you just go there whenever you want anymore yeah, it's like a whole thing. They were actually shut down for a long time because of COVID, even though it's like an outside thing. <clears throat> well, you would get four states worth of people infected if you went there. It would have been horrible. It would have been carnage. So Jerome, okay, so it turns out I asked it to clarify. So Sedona, I don't know if you've been there, it's lame. Antelope Canyon's in Page. It says uh, Slot Canyon, famous for sandstone formations. You'll need a tour guide. Monument Valley is in Arizona. It's in Olato. Uh, Horseshoe Bend is also in Page. Swarrow National Park is down here. Lake Powell is also in Page. Petrified Forest is in Holbrook, it says. Uh, Tonto Natural Bridge is in Payson. So that's not that far. Um, that's the large, a natural. Let's see, this natural limestone bridge is the largest in the world and provides stunning views of the surrounding area. You can hike down to the bridge or take the guided tour. So that's the thing. Phoenix, you ever heard of Phoenix? It's the capital city of Arizona. Phoenix? Yeah, urban attractions are there. Uh, Museums, restaurants, and shopping. You can explore on foot or take a guided tour. Of Phoenix, a guided tour. That sounds like an Uber ride with like a friendly driver. Uh, then you got your Bisbee. You've been down here. I have not been to Bisbee, but I have been to Tombstone, and I they're Different. both right. No, well, they're no Bisbee is on the, is one of the border towns, and it's different. So you'll probably want to go to Bisbee at some point. It's like an art town, or it's like, it a, it's like a bunch of hippies. Yeah. It, some some hippie would say it's rad. Other people are going to go, I don't like it because it's a bunch of hippies. Uh, and then Jerome, which is a mining town that has been revitalized as an artsy bohemian community. Ooh, where is that? No, it's Jerome, Jerome, Arizona. I don't even know how to get to where I live. So There's a lot of formal former mining towns here. That's the thing. A lot of so oh, this that's is near cool Flagstaff. Is that where it's at? Okay. That makes sense. So I'm going to type in 12 more. There's a uh, uh, training and travel. This is uh, works out pretty good for today. Go ahead. Um, Jesus, was that the dog just now? Yeah, he's going having a fit trying to get more of them salmon niblets. So he's pretty confident that I've got them hidden somewhere. So he's like sniffing and spazzing and trying to look underneath the table. Got them hidden somewhere. So he's like, uh, so we got Montezuma's Castle in Camp Verde. It's about halfway between Phoenix and Flagstaff. Uh, it costs you 10 bucks, but it's a cliff, cliff dwelling that you can go into. Well, at least go up close to. Have you been? Uh, I refuse to pay 10 bucks to go look at it. So, no. Oh, it's always been a 10 buck thing. Like, it's never been free or anything. Exactly. So, uh, 10 bucks. Um, my deal was I was going to, we tried to go, <laughs> we 
one of the first times I came to, I think the first time I came to Arizona, I was on a road trip and, uh, and I've always been cheap. And so my friend and I tried to walk in backwards to the exit because <laughs> 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 we're, uh, we're both wanting to see it or whatever. And we're both cheap. So we're like, oh, let's try walking in backwards to the exit. And, you know, sometimes that works at places. So then work. they caught you right away. I don't remember. They, they basically you couldn't do it. That was our goal: is to go walk in backwards through the exit. And I ended up, we ended up going to the gift shop and walking around and whatever, and trying to go backward, you know, trying to go out the exit, but it didn't work. We event, we essentially got out and seen it, but for ten bucks you can go further and go up next to it. So it's like, yeah, we kind of seen it and we left. So you know, we weren't trying to get arrested or nothing, right. but we. Uh, you know, we weren't trying to like go camp there or nothing. We just wanted to see the thing and not have to pay 10 bucks just to see it. But uh, anyway, so I guess I've technically been like on the ground looking at it. But the uh, the natives at the time would book around. So they'd get their asses kicked by Apaches and others. So they would hang out. They wouldn't hang out in any one place very long. And they were growing things or doing stuff. So when they felt like coming over here to hunt, you know, they made these houses to be up on the cliff so that the Apaches couldn't kill them. And then they could also be close to their, you know, water and deers and stuff at that time of year. So it's, uh, they're pretty neat. They're just, you know, they're not quite like the Hopis or nothing where they're out in the dry. This is right in the middle of all the woods and stuff. So it's pretty neat. It's the kind of thing you want to take tourists to who come here or visitors to, to show them how cool Arizona is. Let's see, you got Oregon pipe down by Ajo, which is a specific type of cactus. Have you ever seen the Oregon pipe ever? Um, I may actually, let me Google it because I may actually have one in my front yard. Yeah, yeah. it looks, I mean, it, it, it's not like unique. It's just that, that there's yeah. the saguaro cactus monument over here and the Oregon pipes look different. They have way more arms and they're kind of bushier. So they only live in that one area or they came from that one area and it used to be a cool place to go. Now it's, from what I understand, it's uh, it's a little rough with the border, you know, wailing on it because it is on the border. But uh, oh, it's so, way down there. Yeah, it, no, it's on the border, like literally on the border. Oh. And the illegals will not the illegals, but the cartels will just plow through there because they know if they need to, they can just plow through there because there's different. You know, we enforce things differently here. And that's literally a monument, which is different than forest, it's different than park, and it's different than state. So only national monument, except eventually they changed it so that, because monuments are there to protect endangered things. So, you know, special wildlife management, law enforcement usually would be there, but because it's on the international border and they're running drugs through it, um, they've allowed Border Patrol to mess with it. So it's just chaos from what I understand, at least as far as national monuments go. It's kind of sad because those, you know, if you think about the environment side of it, those cactuses are just getting whaled on. And, you know, the cactus, well, you don't know, but cactuses take forever to grow. Some people don't think about it, but cactuses are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Um, I haven't been there, but I've heard, I, any time I was thinking about it was years ago because it's been bad for a long time. Uh, the wave is a natural sandstorm formation formation known for its unique wave-like patterns. I guess I don't know about that one. It's probably in Sedona. Tukumakari National Park. Um, not sure what that is. Spanish missions, though. Havasu Falls. 
heard of that, I think. Karchner Caverns, that's down here. So we have a couple of dry caverns, you know, dry cave systems that were found. We'll walk around in there. Oh, that's pretty that's rad. Meteor Crater, giant hole up in, off of 40. Plus oh! That's owned by one dude. You pay 22 bucks to go look at the giant hole. That's why I haven't seen it. it. Because it's 20 bucks, and I think that's fucking ridiculous. Like, I would pay maybe five bucks, but 20 bucks now. I kind of wanted to go to the gas station and put my drone up and look at it with my drone. Oh, yeah. Then we got Biosphere 2, which is right here in Tucson, or on the other side of Tucson. So it's on your side of Tucson. So that's big giant class thing they were going to make an environment, well, they made an environment in made a movie about it or movies with it uh then you got walnut canyon i don't know what that is scottsdale that's another town old tucson that's a fake like movie uh place like a movie how much i say place where they filmed old westerns or like a set yeah movie set but now it's uh like a what do you call it like amusement park kind of except it's not you know it's on there's no grides or nothing. You just go there and walk around the movie set. You walk in the bar and stuff and drink. And then uh, every once in a while, they'll go, everybody go outside and watch. And then they'll say like, hey, Black Bart, what are you driving? We told you not to come back to these parts. And they have like a gunfight. Twelve more. Tuzi Goot National Monument. Park features ruins of an ancient something Pueblo occupied between 12th and 15th centuries. I never heard of that one. Um, Arizona Sonora Desert Museum. That's down here in Tucson. That one is pretty good. If you like critters, um, it's the kind of desert where uh, it's like a natural zoo, I guess, you know, where the zoo where the critters are doing their thing and you just kind of walk up and see them, but it's not like cages and old fashioned zoo. Um, 23 bucks to get in there. Shirakawa Natural Monument. Um, I can't imagine what the heck you would pay for down there, but uh, the Chiricahuas are pretty awesome. Um, have you ever driven 10 over to New Mexico? Uh, yes. There's some pretty awesome, some rocks and stuff. I mean, it's if you've driven through there, that's enough. There's, you don't, unless you want to go camping there, it's you know, just seeing that part of the country is interesting. Um, the Lowell Observatory, if you're an, into astronomy, that's where they found the, what they find there, the, either the Halley's Comet or Pluto or something. Oh, where is that? The Lowell Observatory is just a little, it's kind of, if you draw a line between, well, <clears throat> it's just south of Flagstaff and there's a rim. Have you heard about the rim yet? between Phoenix and Flagstaff, have you driven up there? I haven't driven up there, but I have heard of it. <clears throat> so as you drive to Flagstaff from Phoenix, let's just say halfway, you're gonna, not even though, it's just, just outside of Phoenix and a little bit more, you're gonna go from, let's say, I don't know what Phoenix is, but maybe 3,000 feet or something, or I think they're lower than us. So maybe they're at 1,000 feet. And then the Flagstaff is at like, 7,000 feet or something. So it's like you're going to just drive up in the air for a while. And the observatory is up on the rim, but it's 
closer to Phoenix. So it's like if you draw a line between Phoenix or I mean closer to Flagstaff. So if you draw, it's it's I don't know. It, it's not like right near Phoenix, but you assume you're driving the Flagstaff, and a little bit before you'll hit the observatory. And it's uh, I've been there. It's uh, just a building on top of a hill that you have to find, and then like technically the school owns it kind of thing, but it's just its own building on top of a hill. And then there's this cool observatory looking building next to it. And there's nothing to see. I guess you could probably go in there or something if you had a reason to be there, but you can just drive up there and look in the parking lot and keep driving. Um, absolutely no reason to go there though, because it's, I was just out there farting around. Like there was nothing there. I don't think that there might be a museum. It does say it's $20 per person. It says, offers daily tours and stargazing. I think that's probably what it's for. Those probably people go up there at night to do stargazing because it's kind of dark. And then you could say you were looking at stars where the thing was found. I think it's Haley's Comet, right? Isn't that what? That is the thing, yeah. Okay. Salt River tubing. A lot of people do that where the river flows into Phoenix. They just get on inner tubes and get all drunk. You know, get one inner tube full of beer and all the rest of the inner tubes they sit in and then float down the river getting drunk looking at each other you got super mountains snowball jerome oh the titan intercontinental ballistic missile down here in tucson oh yeah As, so uh, can you how much of that can you see like um you have to go look at the website you can see a good chunk of it with a normal tour and then if they still do it they had like two, they had different levels of tours. So you could do one tour where you've seen everything there is to see. You went up and down all nine and all, all nine floors and it was super boring for most people. And you had to like go up and down ladders and through doorways and stuff. It was awesome. But um, I don't know if they still do that one, but they, I think they still have multiple levels. Like the one just kind of goes in and out and like, oh yeah, I've seen it. And then the other one, like goes up and down you see the living quarters and everything else so it's i don't know if you're into that stuff it's it's worth a day it's going to take you a day it's going to take you an hour or two to see it but from where you're at it's going to take you a day to get there where is it just south of tucson oh okay like south of tucson if you're going to nogales and you got the Hoover Dam, Canyon Lake, Green Valley, uh, Canyon Lake. Uh, let's see. So there's Roosevelt Lake is the big one. And I don't know if you're into fishing or going to lakes or anything, but uh, they dammed the lakes up going or the rivers up going into Phoenix. So that's Roosevelt Lake, Apache Lake, Canyon Lake, Saguaro Lake. And those are huge lakes made out of the rivers. And each of them is a little bit different because the river was a little bit more or less like a canyon, depending on which lake you go to. And uh, just, you know, huge, huge lakes for boating. And, you know, you go rent a boat for a day and tool around water skiing or fishing or doing whatever. Um, so we got lakes coming in and out of Phoenix on the right side, on the west, and then, or I mean, on the east. And then there's also some lakes on the west. And the lakes on the west are more like, let's just put a dam here and now it's a giant huge lake and the other ones were more like let's put a dam all down the river three or four places so all the lakes are like snakes you know they go twist around and they go in and out of canyons and stuff they're, so they're different types of lakes look i'm going to put you down 
better not go pooping. I think he's all full of things and he wants to go potty. Probably, yeah. They're catching up. We had a lot of them. He's looking for more. Got some mine tours. They're pretty much getting boring though. So I tried to tell it to go amazing ideas, but it gave me fairly normal ideas. I'm going to say 12 more that are outside the norm. Well, so it gave me Mystery Castle. Castle made by Boyce Luther Gully for his daughters in the 1930s, made out of found materials and has many quirky touches. The Goldfield Ghost Town in Apache Junction. Oh, that, I really want to go to that. That's kind of close. Yeah, it says oh it's uh, free to enter. Attractions vary. Reconstructed ghost town, old-timey buildings. Hey, where are you going? Oh, is that, I think I might know where that is. That might be on the way to Saguaro Lake. There's, that's where we've been going shooting. So I guess there was a gold mine or something over there, but maybe recently, because where you go shooting, there's a railroad track, and you like, I mean, there's not a train coming anymore, but there's railroad track right there. Oh, really? So you're going up north of Apache Junction? Um, yeah, let me look on my little map here. I'll tell you where I'm going. That's super far. Interesting. Um, okay, we're going Queen Valley area off the 60. Yeah, okay, um, then we got Rooster Cogburn Ostrich Ranch. So that's by Picacho down here by Tucson. And that's uh, uh, a working ostrich ranch. You can go in there and feed them. They come over and bite you. They're pretty mean. Definitely a bunch of different caverns. You've got the Out of Africa Wildlife Park up by Phoenix. Is that one of the, is that like Arizona? Um... Or it's like a cage zoo thing. Oh, no, it's not like that, I don't think. But it's uh, big cats, primates, birds of prey. Take a guided tour or attend an animal encounter. It's a fun thing where they take a bunch of raw meat and put it on your belly. And then they let a big cat come and eat the raw meat off you. And that way you get the feeling as if you're being emboweled by a giant cat. But they probably stop eating when they quit eating the hamburger. But you have to sign it. Sure. I'm sure it just tenderly lifts it off your skin. Uh huh. Then licks it. But it feels like you get the experience. It's like a virtual being gutted by a big cat in the nature without the pain until he starts eating you. If they start eating it, but it doesn't always happen. Uh, let's see. Then tell it to give me 12 more. There's going to be other things to do in Arizona. Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix, Slide Rock State Park, 
trying to push me on the meteor crater again, Petrified Forest, Red Rock, Painted Desert, Arboretum, Arboretum. Oh, actually, out by that, by the Bryce Thompson Arboretum, is uh, I might be able to tell you about a place that's still available that you might be able to get to that's not known anymore. Oh, for what? Like a geology place that we found that's just near there. In the oh, okay. Montezuma's Castle. That's down by here. Um, or wait, no, no, that one's up there. That's the one I was just talking about. I was thinking of uh, Cochise's stronghold is down here. All right, well, it's just showing me the same things over and over. Um, let's see, Woods of Sand National Parks are the best. I don't know if anybody's out there listening anymore. There's nobody really participating. We're just talking about Arizona things, I guess. Uh, at this point, I've got to start wrapping it up because... Uh, Snorty here is going to be uh, doing more than just snorting if I don't uh, get him outside. So I guess it wasn't a good idea to take half a little bowl of treats and allow people to just feed him because then they feed him all of them and then he has to go potty. It happens. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it happens when we do interactive shows where the dogs are reap the benefits of it, unlike some of the shows. Oops, hold on. Oh, that was his feet. Feet cam. He was doing a cute thing before, but then he quit doing it. You've seen his feet while he was doing it. Um, all right, well, so uh, I don't know. We could cut this off, or I could let people in, and we could have a more of a discussion. It's up to y'all. I do have to take the co-host outside because he's getting all squirmy and licky and that's an indication that he's got to do some business uh dj's taken off like i say i don't know if gizzard has an interest in jumping in if he's still awake at this hour um it's like 10 o'clock for us or 11 o'clock for us so uh are we gonna go get dinner yeah we, should. we might go get dinner i want to get dinner at 11 o'clock so yeah eat dinner where are you going well, to I don't know. Find some kind of weird Arizonan thing that's open, but we'll probably have to go kind of far for it because boonies. What? I don't know anything about anything where I am, so we just like go on an exploration. I think there's a Sonic up the street, though. That sounds gross. You never been to a Sonic? I have. It's gross. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Well, the thing is, there's restaurants, and then there's restaurants in the middle of the night, and they're not necessarily the same quality. You know what I'm saying? So, the taco places, I don't know. It's uh, usually my go-to, but it's not for everybody necessarily. Well, from what I've been reading in the community groups, there's like taco trucks around the city. So, I'm hoping if we go driving around, we'll find one of them. In there's like a main... In in my city, there's like a main oh, okay. drag, I guess, like a highway that cuts it. So I guess they're off that highway. If you go driving up the highway, you'll see a taco truck. But 
I also keep hearing that the sheriff, well, the sheriff here is like a, he's like a celebrity sheriff, I found out today. And so I don't know if the taco trucks are like, it is in LA where they're just like ninja taco truck type thing, or if it's like a real thing, I don't know. Who's your sheriff? Um, Sheriff Lamb. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? What about him? Would make the taco trucks different. Oh, well, in LA, they like well. At least where where I came from prior to this, they were chasing the taco trucks away. Oh, I see what you're saying. I can't imagine Sheriff Lamb. Lamb. His like whole thing is he's cool. Like I can't imagine him being weird. Well, people stuff. say there's a bunch of taco trucks here, so I haven't seen any yet. But I also don't go out in the late hours so right well again i was just gonna leave this thing see if gary wanted to jump in but uh we'll wrap it up that way we can chat off air here in a bit and uh uh thanks everybody for joining us tomorrow is the wrap been doing the uh putting together the wrap up during the day so we're doing a workshop in the afternoon talk to you then i don't know if my thing is breaking up here it looks like it is Uh, unsanctioned taco trucks. We don't have taco trucks in down here. We just have places, you know, restaurants that are open all night. But uh, it might be different up there. They have. They're living in sprawl up where you're at. I think we live down here in sprawl from the '70s or whatever. You know, like old sprawl. So we got restaurants where you probably don't have. You know that that. Our restaurants are old Pizza Huts and stuff like the old failing franchises and things. They probably just never built the franchises to fail and be cheap restaurants up there. Oh, yeah. Like I got a Walmart. That's what we got. So it may be like a Subway or something. <clears throat> yeah, but it's not open late. Everything rolls up at like six o'clock. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Most stuff closes in Arizona early. I'm going to hit this real quick, and then uh, we'll chat here in a second. All right. bunch of stuff that'll be going up on the store so uh, check out the shop tomorrow free patches i believe alan anchor has free shipping everything over 35 dollars. that's still a thing yep absolutely so a bunch of new stickers going up and it sounds like they found a bunch of stuff uh while shipping or while moving so uh check out their store as well 